bad for all the people who've been waiting for this i know i feel like we've been robbing them the masses <laughs> the, the, the masses have been waiting hey i went to a I went to a store earlier to i had to go pick something up over on mooney and they have like a big tv playing in there it wasn't best buy it was another like little local store and they're talking about this monkeypox thing on the news because they had the news playing and it was like hyping it up like panic. Monkeypox? Monkeypox. It's this new this new virus. The what? next pandemic. Monkeypox. Where the fuck is it coming from? I don't know, but it's here. All of a sudden it's here. Are you kidding me? I swear. So I was like I wasn't really paying attention too much to like what news station it was on. I was mostly just reading like the little ticker at the bottom. You know, we forget. We got this magical little. Oh yeah, let magic me look this pox. thing up. Monkeypox. Well, you know. But anyway, they're playing CNN, so that's why it was all hyped yeah, up know, for the panic. Yeah, kind of get everybody riled up over nothing. Yeah, I then, started getting a little riled up. I'm like, whoa, this looks. And then I saw the CNN. I was like, oh, of course they're hyping oh, it. Dude, they already got monkeypox symptoms. Monkeypox. 2022 yeah it sounds Dude. like mm. what are the symptoms like a rash a fever monkeypox what what to do know about the virus detaining in the u.s Ooh. hopefully they'll come up with the vaccine for it soon do well you know you've been hearing on all these uh guys dirty hands like it's like crippling them it's crippling jeez wow I'm going to name your track here. That's going to be well, aren't the Derek track. And well, then haven't we been hearing on some of these podcasts that they're thinking that they're going to give us another pandemic this fall and winter? Yes. Yep, they, uh, they've been talking about a new pandemic coming. I mean, never in human history we've been having back-to-back pandemics it's it's crazy dude especially with this all this all the high tech freaking it's, it's like the pandemics are coming at uh biblical proportions yeah maybe god's mad poor god our lord fauci's mad so he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if this is staying in the podcast or not but chill out people who are listening this isn't a political podcast, what, but we like what, to what talk shit. It's funny. Podcast is... Oh, hell, I don't know. 
just this this stuff that's happening in our world is just too nuts. I mean, God dang, can they just can, can they just let us live a little bit? I mean, we just spent two years. My barber told me, uh, interracial white supremacist. Yeah, he got called that. Oh, he actually got called that. Yeah, the guys at yeah, Amigos. I know him. Yeah, at a barbershop called uh, Amigos. Amigos. Yeah, they they got called interracial white supremacists. I'm and, curious. And these guys are who called them that. Uh, other. <laughs> can, I don't want to because other Chicanos called other, them that. Other Chicanos, yes. That is, that's wild. Yeah, because I I go, I've know, been there to get my hair cut, and those guys are like. Well, because you know what they're they Chicanos. Because they're goddamn Americans, and they want to freaking run a business correctly, and, they, and all this woke crap starting to freaking hurt them. Yeah, that's that's kind of some bullshit. That's some bullshit because they are just trying to earn their way, man. You know, and they're pretty good guys down there, just trying oh, to do yeah, their hell thing. Yeah, they're good guys. And then you got some a holes trying to. They're jealous. They're just jealous. Interracial, what do they call them again? An interracial white, white supremacist. supremacist. If that makes any sense, I don't sense. think I don't think you could even be that. I don't think that's really a thing. That's made up. I must have caught that on CNN. Uh, I think it, you know what you kind of got to laugh about it though, because people acting like that, man. I mean, they're a joke, so it's funny. It's something it, to laugh at. It is. At. I mean, because that doesn't make any sense. Sorry about all the, the mic noise there. Pack a dip, pack a chow. Pack a chow. Did you take a look at that, what I got uh, for a little presentation here? So you don't want to leave this in the podcast? <laughs> It's, it's all Our bleepers. <laughs> we do it unedited. What you hear is what you get. Flying by the seat of our pants. Absolutely. But we got a little bit of stuff, huh? I think we got a little bit of stuff there. So, uh, my name is Will. And this my, is, my name is Derek. This is Derek. D-Money. And we're the leveled heads. The Level the Heads podcast, episode numero uno, which you've all been waiting for patiently. I appreciate that. I can't tell you how many. I can't even drive down the street and people screaming at me. When's the podcast coming out? <laughs> Calm down, people. It's here. This is it. And no matter what, this one's going out. So I guess we got to get like an RSS feed or some bullshit. I don't know. But we'll figure it out. From our lips to God's ears. Well, I haven't heard that saying in a while. Yeah. You just make that one up? Well, if you haven't heard it in a while, it means you've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might need to edit that one out. <laughs> no, it's all staying in, D. All right. I don't care how how we sound, how we come across. I don't care. Because you know what? We How many times have we tried to record this first episode? This is okay, going to be think, number five. Well, I guess... The weather was rainy, sort of, and it was cold. Yeah, so it's been that long. And now it's 97 degrees. So you guys do the math. Um, so 
in figuring out what we want to do for our first episode, actually, what kind of kicked this all off in the first yeah, place? Yeah, you kind of want to describe why we're going to be doing this? We'll, we'll give a brief description real quick why we're doing this. So, where are we at? We're in the Central Valley, California. Yeah, we're, we're a bunch of construction guys. And, you know, you listen to the podcast, we listen to all the, what do you say, conspiracy? Or... Are you really conspiracy? Conspiracy oriented. I mean, Not you guys, you guys listening, you guys all know. Uh, you got, you got Art Bell. Kind of like, I'll give Art Bell a lot of credit for what he did. He kind of kicked off a lot of what we get to hear now. Like, I think a lot of the guys that we hear now probably were old Art Bell listeners and. They don't necessarily like follow his call-in format, but um, Art was interesting because Art had a talk radio show where he kind of like messed around with some fringe ideas. You know, would you yeah. say, yeah, he kind yeah. of was on the fringe well, so of... He kind of got us, kind of, because never we started... Kind of picking up and like, hey, yo, you ever heard of this Art Bell guy? And we started listening to it, and that's what got us into more of the podcast and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I do, I remember hearing like a little bit of Art Bell back in the day, but I wasn't really like staying up late at night listening to my radio. Because that's kind of how you had to catch him on uh -huh. AM, coast to coast. Um, I'd catch it every once in a while, and it was cool when I did, because I'm like, whoa, this, these guys are talking about some shit that's out there, you know? And, uh, but yeah, I didn't like stay up for it or go search it out. And, um, but yeah, since we've been listening to podcasts, yeah, we kind of kicked it off with our bell. You can't hear what me. Yeah. I can't hear you on the, uh, turn your, turn your volume up. Is that better? That's a lot better. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm kind of getting a little bit of static. Um, in my headphones, might be the, the phones. Damn. Okay, so so yeah, we started kind of listening to some Art Bell, and then you know we we worked together. So on lunch breaks, like we always had some crazy stuff to talk about because you know we're listening independently. Um, sometimes we'd be listening to the same episode, sometimes not, and yeah, it'd be like, "What do you?" or you know, guess what I just heard, and it'd just be some wild stuff. You know, people call it <laughs> in, you know doing i don't know man like I'm, think, their, I'm thinking about the vacuum cleaner one oh man the exorcism that the redneck exorcism <laughs> the redneck exorcism <laughs> that yeah. guy was gold so yeah so we're listening to this stuff and we would just be cracking up uh talking about it and then we just kind of started searching around and now i listen to a lot of you know Sam Tripley, Tempoil Hat, those guys. Um, you know, we I think we mix it up too. We listen to some some fiction, some good yeah. stories, but podcast nonetheless, and for the type of work that we do, not all the time, but sometimes we we get to, you know, pop a uh a headphone in, you know, an earbud and kinda have something going while we're doing our thing. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool to just listen to this stuff, a lot of these ideas. Um, lately, it has been 
kind of around like political stuff, yeah, but that's just like, the climate of like what's going yeah, on. Kind of everything going political stuff, man. It's kind of right now. It's fairly it's, important. It's important, and it's like it's what's going on. So, um, so back to when we decided that we were going to try and do this thing. So we're we're shooting the breeze at lunch one day, and. I mean, we're just having like a raucous <laughs> conversation and we're laughing. And one of us said to the other, dude, we should we we should be recording ourselves right now because this would be a great podcast. Uh huh. And and that's kind of how it sprang up. It and we thought we we could do it if we just kind of talk like we do at lunch, you know. Maybe some people might find it interesting. Or- yeah, and yeah, and based on based on what we're listening to. I mean, it's basically just a couple guys like on their lunch break, just shooting the shit and, yeah. and laughing and cracking up, and uh, but but also talking about stuff that's kind of serious, poignant and you know and relevant and made sense. And the cool thing that I found was sometimes it seems like everyone's kind of talking about like the same type of stuff, but they all got their own like their own personality in it. And I think for me, that's what makes it pretty cool is you get to hear different points of view, different personalities and sprinkle in a little bit of comedy and it ends up with a great podcast. So yeah. So me and Derek figured, why not? Let's give it a shot. And then it came to, well, what are we going to do our first episode on? I'll let Derek explain that. So we kind of came up with the idea of our first episode because it would, it's going to be on chemtrails. Because, you know, while we're sitting at on the tailgate talking at lunch, you know, throughout the day we notice the, the planes going across the skies. And, you know, we're starting to really, truly actually paying attention what what they're doing up in the sky and all their weird patterns. We're, you know, when we kind of keep an eye out, you know, throughout the day and we talk about it and something's just not right about all that stuff you know they're doing patterns they run parallel with each other and then eventually they start crossing and making you know uh pound marks tic-tac-toe pattern type stuff x's and and it started getting more i feel like they really kind of kicked it on the last two years last couple years years yeah and and it more it's more important to us because we're gonna it kind of seems like they do it right as we get in a rainstorm and as that rainstorm comes and they do it it breaks up and we started kind of noticing so we kind of like yo we got a rainstorm coming how much you want to bet they're gonna start chemtrailing and doing as soon as we said it lo and behold here here comes all media they just start coming and just covering the I'm talking covering the whole sky above us. And so, yeah, so we're like, let's do our first episode on chemtrails. Um, backtrack a little bit. You know, we listened to a couple Art Bell episodes about the same subject. And so that kind of, I think hearing those Art Bells gave us a little, some idea of what, could be happening because i can't remember what year those episodes were they in the mid 90s 
I think the first one started like in 99 with William Thomas. Okay, so the, yeah, the end of the 90s. So, yeah, even back then, they were kind of like, what the hell are these guys doing? Because I, they, I don't remember seeing those when I was a little kid. I remember seeing normal planes with normal contrails, and they didn't linger, and it was like, oh, cool, a jet. You know, yeah, it was basically a normal commercial airliner. airliner. And um, so, so, yeah, I've been noticing the ones that we have now for uh, a decade at least, you know, of like them really hitting it heavy. So, so yeah, we decided we're going to do the first episode on, on chemtrails. And um, so, yeah, we just started paying... Not that we didn't pay attention to them before, we started paying a little more attention to them. You know, the the directions they would go, how they would make sure to cross each other, the patterns they would do, about what time they would start. Um, yeah, what the weather was like around the time that they did it the most and concentrated it. And that started kind of opening our eyes up to this thing is, it's being done on purpose. You know, I've talked to people about it. I have a pilot buddy. I talked to him about it. He chalked it up to, oh, we're we're near a naval base. They're just running their exercises. I just, I couldn't. You can't buy it. I couldn't buy that one. I couldn't. And, you know, and I love the guy. And he's getting up there in years. So it's probably neither here nor there for him anyway. And that's fine. That's probably how it is for a lot of people. And even some of you listening might be thinking, oh, I've I've already heard all this. It's already been played out, and that's fine. Maybe it has, but I think it's a good thing to kind of just keep keep on your mind. You know, pay attention to it. Do the research. Whatever we tell you about it, don't just take our word for it. Do your own research, um, and just make up your own mind about it. But I think it's important enough to to do the research that we did, which you know where you. I don't think. You know, you're going to leave this podcast, you know, with a whole new understanding or even know exactly what it is. But if we if we did our job right, you might learn a little something more that you didn't know before. And that's, you know, that's the goal here. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, so, yeah, we call it sky striping because that's what they're doing. Like Derek was saying, they do a lot of patterns, the tic-tac-toe. Uh, lately, they've been doing these kind of crazy maneuvers where they're making almost a full a, circle. circle. Yeah, like they're doing a U-turn. And they do, I know they huck a big old dog leg in in mm-hmm. their pattern. And the shadows. Dude, the shadows sometimes. The shadows are kind of crazy. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed the shadows, but next time you see them, look for these black, like, shadows. Um, sometimes they seem like they're totally disconnected from, from the original no. chemtrail. Yeah. What what is, is that? It? Is that hurting you? That's a, that's the main thing I think everyone should be asking themselves. I mean, is this hurting me? Is this affecting me? Or you know, if it is just you know from their jet fuel and stuff like that, that's still chemicals that are still landing and we're still breathing that. If they're doing a heavy content of air traffic over right. us, right? I think so. I think so. I'm going to kind of jump into this here. So. So, yeah, what we're talking about isn't meant to frighten anyone, but if it makes you feel like I feel, you might be a little nervous. Um, It's a 
it's industrial and it's government weather modification programs. That's what it is. It's, uh, it's private. Um, they're doing it with a purpose. And it's, it's weather modification that started a long time ago. And uh, that goes back to Operation Popeye. So I'm going to get into this here, D. All right, so I looked up Operation Popeye um, on Wiki. Say what you will about Wiki. It's the only place I could really get this information. I can't tell you the last time I stepped foot into a public library. Maybe I can get some more resources there. I don't know. This is what I got. So from Wiki. Uh, Operation Popeye was a classified U.S. program that deployed cloud seeding during the Vietnam War. And the aim was to hinder North Vietnamese troops and suppress anti-aircraft fire. They didn't know if this was going to work, but saw an opportunity to modify or manipulate the weather for an advantage and rolled the dice. Um, this was a weather modification program in Southeast, Southeast Asia during 1967 to 72. The cloud seeding operation during the Vietnam War ran from, uh, yeah, 67 to 72 in an attempt to extend the monsoon season, specifically over areas of the Ho Chi Minh Trail. And the operation was used to induce rain and extend the East Asian monsoon season in support of U.S. government efforts related to the war in Southeast Asia. Now, if you consider that right there, so they used weather modification back then uh, for these monsoons, and and it worked. They were able to just to basically mud these people out, just it a, a deluge of rain and mud, and. I don't know the last time you tried to run through mud. Think about when we go and we got to pump out that water on these sites. Or at least drive a tractor across there or a truck. Drive a tractor. I mean, walking. You going a whole, whole lot. You remember the last time you were walking through it, you stepped out of your boot? Yeah. Freaking just stuck. Freaking damn near popped my freaking ankle out. And that was only, that was what, like eight inches of mud, yeah. baby? <laughs> so, yeah. So, they... they put a deluge on these people in a day with rain and mud um, for war purposes. Now, if they could do that and it worked, why, and knowing the government and the kind of BS that they pull, have been pulling on us for a long time now, why wouldn't a little light bulb go off and they say, oh, well, if it worked there, can it work somewhere else? It can work damn near anywhere. Um, so, yeah, they're just flooding these guys out to gain an edge during the conflict. Yeah. So, basically, they're flooding these guys yeah, out. Flooding these guys out to gain an edge during the conflict, right? Mm hmm. The Chemical Warfare Modification Program was conducted from Thailand over Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam, and allegedly supposed sponsored sponsored by the secret or security of security of Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, old Kissinger, yeah, that guy, and CIA without the authorizations of the security Secretary of Defense Mal Melvin Mel Laird, Mel yeah, who had. He categorically, so this guy, yeah, this guy, Melvin Laird, he denied to Congress that a program for weather modification 
even existed. So they're doing this thing, and the Secretary of Defense was lying to Congress. So I don't know. I've kind of learned growing up that if you're like that, I thought that the government. I mean, this was very, um, this was immature thinking at or the time. Innocent thinking. Innocent. I just didn't know any better. I thought the government, you know, they all kind of worked together. But, yeah, I I can hear you all laughing right now. That's fine. Laugh all you want. But you probably thought the same thing when you were young, that, you know, that one hand wasn't, uh, you know, doing the dance while the other hand was behind the back doing something else. But that's what they were doing. Um, And so, so, yeah, the shady operations um or rainy operations from the start well wouldn't if they uh went behind congress's back right shouldn't that be uh shouldn't they get in trouble for that they should they should have absolutely gotten in trouble for that but i think we know by now that they don't get in trouble <coughs> Hillary. <coughs> so anyway um yeah they really want to keep this under rats because um the governments conducting them knew they were just experimenting with Mother Nature, which is most likely a factor concerning various geoengineering programs today. Uh, things like HARP and the sun dimming program. Bill Gates. Uh, cloud seeding or the storm breakups. Uh, the storm breakups, I don't know if you all know. So back in the late 90s, they were using this stuff called hydrogel. And what they would do with the hydrogel, what would they do with that stuff, D? What that the, that nasty polymer stuff. They were trying, they, they had a great idea. You know, in, in retrospect, it was a pretty good idea since, you know, what, the, the Gulf of Mexico was just getting bombarded with all these big tropical storms. They thought, mm-hmm. you know, let's figure a way how we can maybe weaken it so they started lacing these some of these storms and they were i think weren't they able to weaken some i think they're they able, able to weaken, weaken some. some yeah i mean but i think in doing and in, in weakening some because then you have another one coming in behind it so where's that energy going yeah was that energy just going kind of going back because of circular so going back around and kind of feeding the next one so I don't think that they could put enough of this stuff into these storms to really uh, minimize the full onslaught. And going back again, do you really want to play with Mother Nature? No, not she's really. She's going to do what she's she... going to do. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, messing with Mother Nature, I mean, I guess on paper it looked good. Everything looks good on paper. Everything looks good on paper. You know, and the same starting in Vietnam War, I mean, I don't want to get into why that war even started in the first place because that is also a shady deal. I mean. And it was all based on a lie, and they, you know, and they actually told us that. Yeah. Yep. Was it Nixon that told us? Was it Nixon? That's a good question. That t- told us that the Gulf of Tonkin was... Uh, planned. It probably was. I think it was Nixon. I can't I mean, remember. No, Nixon. Yeah, it probably was. Um. So, yeah, going from 
Operation Popeye to what we're seeing in our skies today, it perplexes us because if if it was used to defeat an enemy in the past, how has it become a good thing for us, the citizens, now? I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, they used to say, come fly the friendly skies. These skies ain't looking so friendly to me. Um, but there is evidence that these, uh, these various forms of geoengineering or weather modification, it's abundant. Um, it's going on all over the place in the U.S. and, you know, in probably other countries as well. And, you know, in doing this research, I kind of wish now I would have reached out to maybe some, some guys across the pond to see, you know, over in Europe and ask them, you know, what kind of stuff. Yeah, from playing in punk bands and stuff, I know some guys. Know some guys over there. Yeah, I know some guys over there. I, I probably will. I'll hit them up and see what they say. Um, you know, those guys are pretty funny. Oh, I asked them uh, what, uh, what, like, what part of England would be kind of like how New Jersey is to us. Uh, he told me I can't, I can't think of what it was now. Was it, it wasn't Essex? Anyway, they got a jersey over there. There's got to be a jersey everywhere. <laughs> There's a jersey everywhere. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um. So, yeah, claims are made by uh, the climate scientists that global warming and climate change are the catalyst for this geoengineering weather modification deal. Um, But, again, if it was first used to further the defeat of an enemy, does that mean that we're the new enemy and that's why it's being used on us? Our droughts or severe weather we see today done on purpose. Well, I mean, if if we go off of what we looked up and it's all privatized, right? That's some of the that's me- what we found. Yeah. That, yeah, wouldn't you think some of these bigger guys that have some of the money and that have been kind of watching some stuff, they can pick and choose where it rains so they can buy up some of the land? It's a possibility, right? Well, the way the government and the climate scientists want us to believe that these extreme weather events are natural, but they give little to zero explanation as to why we're seeing so many line patterns in the sky. Um, that's cause for concern, you know, in my opinion. And uh, what about the trails over the ocean? Where you want to start? Well, Freaking talking about how there's. Uh, where the ship trails they call them shipping yeah the shipping, shipping lines yeah that span over hundreds of miles long in our oceans thousands of miles long hundreds of miles wide and they're caused by freight ships and um so in the research that i found those are what are responsible for this major drought here in california these shipping so, lines so don't they say from those exhaust fumes that are going up in the the atmosphere a little bit and overseeding the clouds. Completely changing our climate over here on the West Coast. And, you know, all we really hear is we're just in a drought. Yeah. we're You're just in a drought. That's mega it. drought. Yeah, you're in a mega drought. Like, and this is a natural mega drought. It is, in my opinion... This is not a natural mega drought at all. 
Um, it was so abrupt. We didn't see it coming. And, you know, with with uh, all the research and all the money that gets poured into um, science and weather science, you would think that they would have had some kind of heads up. But, you know, the, it just kind of got dropped on us. So if if the shipping lines aren't aren't the main cause of the drought here couple of the shipping lines with the sky stripers with um uh uh use so using up a lot of water in the water table when it's already uh, a scarce commodity um so there's no replenishment so if we did get rain all it's going to be doing is going into the aquifers so it's not really going to be a complete cycle of of weather excuse me sorry everyone uh it's not going to be a complete cycle um to to replenish uh what am i trying to say here kind of how there's a cycle like it rains it, it goes to the water and then it does uh where they call it um evaporation or some evaporation happens you you guys know what i'm talking about science you learned it in grade school great yeah so so yeah so i think you kind of add all those things together and that's why we're in this extreme drought and the people taking advantage of that that pisses me off to no end because it's like you know you got all these small family farms out here they're just trying to make ends meet and they yeah they might have a, a couple acres maybe even a hundred acres they got a good sized farm good for them and that just went away i mean it just it killed them it killed a lot of them uh not literally but it killed their farms they killed their crops they couldn't afford to go and drill all these new deeper wells because i used to be a water well driller and i know that stuff gets really expensive i mean really expensive the deeper you go the more money you're paying in footage so um when i was doing it people were putting up their houses they're putting up you know their property just to afford a water well just to afford to keep their crops going and that's not even guaranteeing they're going to make money on these crops because it just you know the money wasn't always there you know people weren't always wanting to pay higher prices uh you know for their fruit and stuff a lot of people started growing a couple trees here and there on their own um so yeah it really killed a lot of the the small time farmers here and here in the central valley where we're at i know a lot of big uh corporate farms came and bought up a lot of land and they can afford these two thousand feet yeah 2,000 feet deep water wells. I mean, think about that. A couple thousand feet deep for some water. You used to be able to just go a few hundred feet. You'd have water that would last, I mean, a couple generations. And that's not the case anymore. But shoot, when when you drilled that deep, isn't it basically, doesn't that water come out pretty warm or it's just yucky, huh? Well, no, it, w it would come out it wouldn't come out warm um and as far as yucky it'd be filtered through a lot of like rock rocks. and sand oh, okay yeah so yeah there's kind of you know that's 
That's a but great I thing think, about Earth. It's got a natural but I feel filtration. Like two thousand feet. That's like hitting pretty much the bottom of the barrel, right? I mean, there could be water deeper, but yeah, yeah two thousand feet. That's pretty damn deep. That's pretty deep. That's so basically that's putting your your straw down to the bottom of the cup. That's kind of what it seemed like. Um, so yeah, kind of. Uh, going off of the the drought here in California. So yeah, when I was doing my homework on that, um, and you, we came across them together, old Jim Lee. I like that guy. So we're gonna talk to you about this guy named Jim Lee. I suggest that everyone, if they get a chance, go look up Jim Lee. Go look up climateviewer dot org. Um, I'd love to talk to this guy sometime because he. He has really poured himself into uh, into trying to to get as much information as he can, um, and and beyond that, it's not just gathering information. This guy, he goes to um, you know a lot of these seminars. He's he's really I think that this guy Jim Lee is really just kind of up in up in the business of. Uh, of weather modification and uh and geoengineering um so yeah before we came across him you know we thought we learned a few things but yeah this this guy's info is a game changer and i i read something about what jim lee said let me see i don't have it in front of me do you have that one d I think it's uh I think it's like in a light gray. This one. Yeah. Uh, I I hope I help people understand the complex ideas by creating maps, time lens and articles and is it lectures. I'm going to talk about was it population, privacy, privacy and uh, propaganda every chance I get because they're in interests me affects us and i care about our planet jim lee yeah i mean that right there i think he's a pretty stand-up guy like i said i haven't talked to him personally myself i'd like to uh if you're listening jim hit me up uh we'll have some show notes here for you so you know we'll definitely have a uh an email for you um so yeah with this guy uh what's he got is it climate viewer news yeah you can look up climate yeah. viewer news and to learn more about what this guy is researching and uh what he's teaching the the other level-headed folks out there like us um so big shout out to jim um so yeah going going from dynagel to shipping lines over the ocean it's helped us learn a lot about the geoengineering weather modification technology um dino gel is weird um i think someone actually called in our bell and said that it was landing on his like his house and his trees and it's polymer and you know polymer it's kind of like they're just it's like a it's like a sponge you know it just wants to suck up any moisture around it and uh you know like the idea of it again everything looks good on paper 
But when they used it, and then you got this crap raining down, you know, this jelly coming out of the sky, um, and they just kind of treat it like it was no big deal, you know? Um, I wouldn't want that stuff landing on me. <laughs> but it At is. all. <laughs> you see some kid running down the street <laughs> crying because they got sky slimed. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and Dynamat, uh, if you guys want to look that up, Dynamat is a company that developed the gel. I don't know what they're doing now, but they're probably living high on the hog with all the money they made off of that. Um, so climate engineering or geoengineering, it's a, it's a deliberate and large-scale intervention in the Earth's climate system. I don't want no large-scale intervention in the Earth's climate system. I kind of want Mother Nature to do its own thing. You know, that'd be nice. You know, it'd be nice if... We're we're not far from... I mean, we're... It might sound like we're complaining, you know, but one thing that I'm not complaining about is where I live. I love where I live because I can look off to the east and I could see the Sierra Nevada mountains... Yosemite's not far from here. I mean, we live just a couple hours away from places that people travel to from all over the world. Yeah, just they, they come here to our backyard. And that's awesome. That's awesome that we have that. But the thing that sucks is you look out there now, and if the sky isn't all hazy from these freaking uh, crap they're spraying all over the skies, because that's another effect, too, it makes the sky a real weird kind of grayish just haze and uh i don't know if that's their the bill gates sun dimming planes they got up there um also if you guys do back to jim lee real quick look that stuff up you can actually find a map that shows in your area where there's private companies who uh who have sky striping programs in your area and it's a pretty detailed map. You can see exactly where they're at and kind of get a better idea of what they're doing. Cause they do it for different reasons. We haven't really nailed down the exact reasons why, um, it could be cloud seeding. It could be, you know, it could be innocent. It could be nefarious. So check it out in your area and, and try and get a better idea of what they're doing. Um, so what was I talking about here? So, yeah, the intervention of the Earth's climate system. I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, so, oh, solar. I got something here about solar geoengineering or solar radiation management. I think that that is the, um, the sun dimming, the sunlight blocking, because they want to reflect sunlight back to space. Uh, to limit or reverse what they call human-caused clim climate change. But doesn't that, in effect, cause a greenhouse effect? Right? You're trapping heat that's coming back up. You're trapping it going back You're, up. Exactly. So what's their whole deal with that? I don't get it. I I don't know. I think um, we just need to put a mask on, take the jab, and just yeah. do what we're told. But I don't know. I'm, I'm no scientist, but, you know... They always talk about, you know, you know, Venus, it's so gas, it's so much stuff in the atmosphere, the heat gets trapped. And if they start putting 
lines of chemicals in our atmosphere. No, he, I don't know. Derek, you're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. So about the sun damming, so Bill Gates' wacky plan to block the sun with chemtrails, right, to send but, send gamma rays back to space <laughs> and effectively trapping us in our own exhaust, basically putting a giant COVID mask on our atmosphere. <laughs> that sounds great, right? It sounds – it should work, right? Oh, the, yeah. I mean, and then don't they say, you know, if you know, a nuclear war happens and – it's going to block out the sun, then, then somehow we can go into a nuclear winter. Yeah, a nuclear so, winter. N- there's no good outcome when you block the sun. You gotta let, you gotta let Earth do its thing. It's been doing its thing for four billion years. It's, it <laughs> seems to me like these things are weapons, man. Like they're just straight mean, up weapons. You think they're doing it intentionally, or do you think they're? They're just testing it, or they're, or in their whole heart, they think they're going to actually prove our environment. I, to me, me personally, I don't think they're, no, nobody that's that rich or that has that much power really cares about the individual. Okay. I don't know. Well, that's a, that's, that's a great, that's a great question. So let's kind of go off of that. So in their heart of hearts, if they were like, we're doing you guys a solid and we care, okay, if that's the truth, then they need to explain to us why these geoengineered aerosols are loaded with toxic chemicals with stuff like barium, strontium-90, aluminum, cadmium, zinc, viruses and chaff so chaff i don't really know what chaff is but it looks like snow well i've never seen chaff myself but what it is it's uh it's mylar fiber so you know what mylar is it's almost kind of like a fiberglass isn't isn't mylar like what those uh like balloons are made of those big like foil looking balloons aren't those mylar balloons well if you get down to the fibers of that it's like fiberglass coated with aluminum right so (laughs) so if they're if in their heart they're like we're doing you a solid we love you we want humanity to thrive and do great. We're gonna and sprinkle why some. The, why the hell are you sprinkling <laughs> well, this crap on us and our kids? You think about it, we breathe that, and then it goes on the ground, and then it goes into our water table, and it goes into our food. I don't know. It's just well, and if, if they're laying that stuff across our land, right? And doesn't the trees absorb it? You well. Would, I don't know. Not only the tree, the, I mean the, everything is overset. I I care about trees because trees give life, yeah. and we need them. But so, I found this. So this uh this polymer chemist. So this guy just studies polymers, uh, Doctor R. Michael Castle. So he's been studying atmospheric polymers for years, and he has identified microscopic polymers comprised of genetically engineered genetically engineered fungal forms mutated with viruses <coughs> monkeypox mm-hmm. which are now part of the okay. air that we breathe so that's just 
That's just, it's in the makeup now. Well, kind of makes sense why is everybody so sick anymore. Right? I mean, throw a stick and hit anybody that has a a disease anymore. Right, and I'm not talking about, oh, I heard I heard this guy call it the other day, stupid 19. <laughs> I'm not talking about old stupid 19 and all that BS. I'm talking about, like, real real illnesses that people are getting. I'm not saying that that's not real that because I know that COVID has been a thing for a very, coronavirus has been a thing for a long time, but it's not, I don't see people dying in the streets because of that. And the way they hyped the stamp at the beginning didn't exactly play out how they were saying it was going to play out. Sorry. It's just the truth. Um, but so with all this crap that I just listed off from the barium to the chaff to the mylar fibers, um, this is, this is what is coming out of those planes that we see spraying. And this is what they want to use for their so-called sun dimming operation, which it is an operation. It's just, you know, it's, it's operation Popeye with a different name and doing a different thing, making people sick deficient of vitamins calling it good for the planet good for the climate um they should just stop playing with mother nature let the planet nature sort itself out like it's been doing always for always millions done of years i mean people don't really mother nature it's we've been having these explosive volcanoes for for i don't know since since volcanoes, volcanoes have been, have been a thing, thing. Yeah. and they pollute a lot more than we ever ever had done, and somehow we're still here. Somehow we're how is H- how that is that possible? possible? But maybe it's because we're living in the matrix. Maybe we're just living in a um, uh, what do they say? We're living in a simulation. We're in the simulation. That's how that's how we're still breathing. Pretty soon we'll be living in a cool metaverse. Yeah, simulation. That's right, gonna be by fun. Facebook. Uh, so, all right. So if you consider it, so industry, just big industry, it's definitely had its effects on, on the climate. I mean, you can't deny it. There had these things put off smoke. They have smokestacks. They put off exhaust. They have emissions like they're there, but instead of them cutting back on their own emission output and I mean, Think about like the output that some of these factories that are just freaking mass producing junk, junk and crap from China, from China (laughs) that we don't even need. And from everywhere, China kind of makes a lot of junk and crap. Like go to the store right now. Me and me and uh, Sig did this the other few weeks ago. We were at a store and I was like, let's. Let's kind of walk up and down the aisles here and just kind of check out where everything's made. 90% of every single thing in that store is made in China. Or Taiwan. Or Taiwan. But mostly China. China. No. And, and like, I don't care that it's made in China. Whatever, cool. Like, I need, you know, if I need a mug, I don't care if it's made in China. But... Especially living in California with all the freaking hoops you have to jump through, all the restrictions on your vehicles, on your uh, on your equipment, you know, all the freaking rules and regulations they put on that. 
You think they're putting all those rules and regulations on China? You think that the 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 materials they're using to mass produce our mugs or whatever crap we're buying is gonna be safe for us? I wouldn't be surprised. It probably did have a prop. What is it? A prop sixty five or whatever sticker yeah, on it? Yeah, everything causes cancer. Everything sticker. causes cancer. Yeah. But you know, and you know, you got these politicians. They come and you know, rada rada about our you know the climate change and we need to put regulations on everything and and did they say that china they really didn't want to do anything you know related to any of that right right so why don't we start bringing our manufacturing back here and start fucking nice. start fucking regulating it better than china does hey jobs boom jobs and we save our world yeah <laughs> then we won't have to sit here and bitch and about it bitch about it and when it comes back here, we, we make it make it right so we don't have to keep on producing stuff so many times. Well, they're not really worried about that, D. Uh, no, that's too much of a moneymaker. They're more worried about putting, you know, all these emissions problems yeah, back you on. Know, you know, our, it's our responsibility. Yeah, our, our yellow tractors are putting too much fumes out in the air. Uh, yep, so we have to pay the price and rearrange our, our lives when we're not the major problem, Yeah, in, you know, in all this. And then they come up with schemes that we have to pay for with our taxes. Uh, I guess if you pay enough money, you're now a responsible, caring person. If you wear your mask, you're a hero. Yeah. I know I keep going back to mask jokes, yeah, but it's, it's deal with it. Because it's just it's so aggravating. Just know it's, it's still your fault, though, no matter what you, you know, do. Have you ever realized that everything that the government... We're like their scapegoat. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, D. Yeah. Don't mind what is going on up above your head, people. Yeah. All those stripes, that's just, that's fun. Well, that's fun Fun for the kids. It gives them something to look at when you take them out well, to play, breathing and the in the chat. Is, people don't, people really don't look up and pay attention to what's going in the sky. That's very true. That's I mean, that's very true. Um, shit, D. I think. I think that was a that was a pretty good hour. Yeah, that we I, did there. I kind of boogered up on some things, just a little nervous. Ah, I'm good, trying to man. work the bugs out. Sorry, people. Yeah, don't try not <laughs> to be too harsh in the comments, yeah, this, people. This is the first episode. All right, man. Well, hey D, if you don't mind, I think I'm going to end this one with a uh, with something uh, that I read that I think is. Uh, I think it's a pretty good ender on this. It's by old uh, Carl Sagan. Well, yeah, that's a good one. All right, so we're going to end it with this. One of the saddest lessons of history is this. If we've been bamboozled long enough, we tend to reject any evidence of the bamboozle. We're no longer interested in finding the, out the truth. The bamboozle has captured us. It's simply too painful to acknowledge, even to ourselves, that we've been taken. Once you give a charlatan power over, you almost never get it back. Dude, and that's... Man. True words have never been spoken. I know we were trying to lead off of that, but fuck, that just resonated me. with. Never when COVID first came out, fuck, I was deathly afraid. I'm like... I was too. Dude, I never... I was one of those people... Filling up the gas station, I put my rubber gloves on. I've got hand sanitizer. I'm rubbing things down. I got fooled. I was right there with I you. Know, man. I know. I was right there with you. It, it was hard. 
it was hard not to give it uh, some some credence because because we're not like we're risk takers, but we're not the that, type mm -hmm. of of dangerous risk takers that would want to put other people in danger yeah. or have ourselves be put in, in harm's way. And we're we're dads. We have kids to think about. So it's not just about us. So, yeah, it was I think at the beginning it was easy to to kind of fall under the spell because you just didn't want to take that chance. chance. Yeah. But then as time went on and I say what about 6 months? Yeah, probably early. I think it was earlier. I think maybe it, a few months. I think by about May or June, you're like yeah. Something you, ain't right. And I I would chalk that up to just having a level head. Yep. I think so. All right, everyone. Till next time. This is Level Heads. Peace.